On today's show, we talk about Joe Pavelski. He hit a hole-in-one in golf the other day, guys. Of course, I'm just kidding. Jason Robertson is officially back with the Dallas Stars, and we are here to talk all about that today. The kid signs a new deal with this team, and he should be back on the ice with the Stars at practice on Friday. We'll talk about Jason Robertson and what his new deal means for this team on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, October 6th. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And here I was, ladies and gentlemen, on a late Wednesday night about to sit down and record an episode talking about the Dallas Stars preseason game in Colorado against the Avalanche, which we probably will talk a little bit about just because I think there's some implications from that game that tie into the main subject of today's episode. And thankfully, thankfully, I checked Twitter one last time just to make sure everything's good before I hit the record button. And sure enough, I see a tweet from the verified Dallas Star social media account. Jason Robertson is back. A four-year deal worth $7.75 million AAV. It was a long road to get here. It was a stressful road to get here, but the kid is back in Dallas, and I am just thrilled and through the roof. It's late at night. It's after midnight on Wednesday, so maybe not as loud as I want to be, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this smile I have on my face, and hopefully my voice is conveying that I'm very pleased that this has finally happened, uh, and it appears that Jason Robertson should be all set to be hopefully on the ice on opening night a week from now, this episode coming out on Thursday the 6th. The Dallas Stars play their first regular season game of the season against the Nashville Predators next Thursday, and according to Matt DeFranks saying his source, Jim Nill, Jason Robertson should be at Friday practice for the Dallas Stars. I believe today he will be traveling back to Texas. He's been spending time in Southern California where he's from with his family. So it seems like he should be practicing on Friday and have about a week to prepare with the team. I imagine that they're going to want to put him out there if he's ready. Hopefully he is. I imagine that he has been staying in some sort of shape, exercising, keeping his body ready to go. He just hasn't been getting these reps with the team, but Hopefully, you can plug him right back in with his past line mates, Joe Pavelski and Rope Hints, and he can be locked and loaded and ready to go. 
man, this this is just so cool. I mean, it took forever to get here. There was so much speculation all offseason. Is he going to sign? When's he going to sign? Is there going to be an offer sheet from another team? And then all these rumors start trickling in over the past week or so that maybe Jason Robertson could go to a team like the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, and yet again, the Dallas Stars just pulling the rug out from the Sabres at the last second to ruin a potentially good thing for them. And... and Now it just seems like, you know, all that's left to be done is to go out and play the first regular season game. Of course, the Dallas Stars do have one final preseason tune-up on Saturday in Minnesota against the Wild. I don't imagine Jason Robertson plays in that game. That just feels like a lot to sign the deal late Wednesday night, get your first practice in on Friday, and then even if it is preseason, to throw him out uh, on the ice to play in a full-speed exhibition preseason game. Uh, with rosters that might be a lot closer to opening night rosters. Uh, I know the Stars probably about to make some pretty big cuts as far as the guys that have been with the team this preseason. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So I don't imagine he's going to get any chance or opportunity to play this preseason, but it's it's good to have him back this week. That distraction, whatever distraction might have you know, been caused within the locker room, within the organization that is finally gone. And all the pieces are here. We have Jake Ottinger back. There was speculation about him earlier on in the offseason. He gets his deal done a lot earlier, but he's back. You have your number one goalie set and Scott Wedgwood set as the backup. You now have the new pieces added to the team. You have Mason Marchment, who's looked fantastic. You have Colin Miller, who's seeming to be forming into a really nice player for this team. You have Nils Lundqvist, who has come out of nowhere and been a candidate for a top four role. You have the new head coach. You have the assistant coaches on the staff. You have pretty much everyone back and healthy and ready to go. Knock on wood. And the last missing piece of the puzzle was the fourth 40-goal score in Dallas Stars franchise history. Jason Robertson back and ready to hopefully continue to build on those numbers. We talked yesterday about his counterpart on that top line in Rope Hints and how he's expecting his numbers to go up. Now that Jason Robertson is back, we can likely expect big numbers from both of them this season because Rope Hints is also going to be an RFA next offseason, and hopefully we don't see a repeat of this Jason Robertson situation with him. But all in all, very, very pleased with this deal. I keep saying it, but I mean, it it just feels like such a relief. And I imagine you listening, you watching, feel that exact same relief as well, that now we don't have to have these questions. We don't have to have countless Stars fans tweeting at the Stars social media account, please sign Jason Robertson. Please sign Jason Robertson. He's back. The Jason Robertson gifts and memes out in full force at the time of recording this. And you just absolutely love to see it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the implications of Jason Robertson being back and what it might mean for some of the younger players in the Stars organization. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. 
BetOnline.net is where the game starts. It is a great day to be a Dallas Stars fan. Thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Jason Robertson is back with the team. And while that's great news for us as fans and for the team as a whole, it could potentially be bad news for a young player within the organization. I'm not necessarily saying one young player in particular, but there are several young prospect rookie type players in the Stars organization who have had great preseasons. And there's been a lot of talk and speculation that there could be an extra roster spot open for opening night if Jason Robertson was not able to get a new deal done in time for the start of the regular season. Well, now that is out of the question. Jason Robertson is back and hopefully expecting to play with this team on opening night in Nashville. They will definitely need his services, but that could potentially leave a guy out to dry, at least to open the season. I think there's plenty of guys that have made really strong impressions this preseason that, you know, if another player gets injured or needs to step away from the lineup for a little bit, that you can plug in some of these guys, a lot of them likely going to be playing in the AHL early in the season. But a guy might that could have been fighting for a roster spot maybe has to take a step back and go back to the American Hockey League, uh, which is kind of sad. But I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. And I guess a good problem to have. That's something that we talked about going into preseason, going into training camp, that the Stars have been gifted all of these talented, really solid forwards. And some of them, unfortunately, are just not going to make the team. And there's several players that played very well in Colorado last night, despite the preseason loss, which, let's be real, it felt like, I mean, the Stars definitely did lose, but it was kind of a weird game, that weird puck that bounces over Anton Hudobin's head to tie the game, uh, and then the Miko Rantanen goal near the end, that that is 100% a credit to him, great goal, great play by the Avalanche there, but... Kind of a weird sequence in the third period. Overall, a really good game from a lot of different players, including Riley Damiani, who I guess would technically still be a rookie. I don't think he's played enough NHL minutes or games to be considered not a rookie. Still really young, a guy who has had a ton of success in the American Hockey League and made a really strong impression or has made a really strong impression throughout the majority of this training camp and preseason session that we've been in for the past several weeks. And he scores a goal last night, a really nice play. Uh, kind of a side note, I think that the play, and I talked about it on Twitter last night, if you haven't seen Riley Damiani's goal from last night, go check it out. It is an incredible sequence for the Dallas Stars that I think fans of the team should be getting excited about because all around it was just an incredible sequence flow of events for the team a really nice clean defensive zone exit after a shot on goal by the avalanche they move through the neutral zone really well and then Riley Damiani takes a really good position uh, kind of taking advantage of a missed defensive assignment taking pretty much the open high slot area for himself and gets a nice clean look at the net that he executes on and props to Joel Kiviranta who made a really good pass along the boards out to the slot to set up Damiani for success. All in all, really nice play, but it wasn't just the goal. Damiani was giving the Stars plenty of opportunities to have scoring chances, putting the pressure on the Avalanche and just moving around the ice with ease, which is things that we've seen him do before. Even last season, the few games that he got at the NHL level, you can just tell that this kid is a competitor uh, and hopefully will find a spot on this NHL roster. There's him, 
Uh, you have guys like Frederick Karlstrom, who had a brief stint in the NHL last season, who had a good game last night. Freddie Olofsson had a good game. Oscar Back. Uh, and you even look at guys like Wyatt Johnston, Logan Stankoven, Maverick Bork. Some of these guys are not going to be on the NHL roster to start the season. And that's okay. I think some of them still will, despite Robertson being there. I think guys like Johnston still have a great chance. I personally do think that Damiani still has a great chance, especially now that Ty Delandria is going to be maybe missing some extended time. I don't think Delandria is going to be gone for too long, but he does have that finger injury that he sustained earlier this preseason that I imagine will sideline him for the first few games of the season. But Delandria having a really nice preseason and camp as well. And that's just one of the things with Jason Robertson coming back. Uh, that maybe you miss a roster spot there and maybe you have to cut back on roster spots in general just to fit into the cap situation with Jason Robertson being paid $7.75 million a season, getting nice and close to being up at the cap capacity limit, whatever you want to call it. But it's just kind of an unfortunate situation. And again, I'm recording this late Wednesday night, so I haven't seen any of the big cuts, but we've been led to believe that a lot of players are going to be sent back to junior clubs or sent back loaned to the AHL, rather to the Texas Stars sometime on Thursday. I know a lot of guys like Matt DeFrank, Saad Youssef were tweeting about that, that that was kind of what Coach DeBoer was saying, that this game against Colorado on Wednesday night was kind of the last tryout or last moment for these players to show the coaching staff what they've got uh, before the staff kind of decides what they want the team to look like on opening night. So we'll be on the lookout for that throughout the day and I'm very very curious to see who has to depart from the team and who is going to get to stay hopefully it's a lot of the guys I mentioned I think a lot of you uh, I'm sure we're very like-minded and that we want to see for sure one of the big three if not multiple of them on the roster I just don't know how possible it is I think White Johnston has the best chance I think he's personally I think he's had the best preseason out of the big three uh, and I think, you know, Bork is a special situation because you have the luxury of not having to send him back to juniors. You can send him to Texas Stars in Cedar Park and he can play there. And if you need to call him up, you can call him up. Stan Coven is a little bit more of a tricky situation because you could put him on the roster for a little bit. But if he doesn't pan out after nine games, you send him back to Kamloops or you just send him back to Kamloops altogether. Very, very tricky situation that maybe is now a little bit trickier now with a roster spot for sure going to number 21 uh, for this team. But it's, a good, again, a good problem to have. Jason Robertson is back, so now you don't have to worry about maybe doing these weird line combinations. I do still imagine that guys like Mason Marchment get placed somewhere in the top six. I can't imagine Marchment could be running with Henson Pavelski much longer. Unless DeBoer really liked what he saw there, but now DeBoer is going to have about a week's worth of practices to get to see the former top line of Hintz, Pavelski, Robertson in action. And if he likes that, maybe he keeps them together and then he forms some other lines to round out those last three forward groups. And then you don't really have to worry about the defensemen. And that's kind of the nice part is that the defensemen have had a relatively normal preseason besides the addition of Nils Lundqvist, which that was some really good chaos to mix things up. Well, coming up next, we will take a look at the first power rankings from the Locked On Podcast Network for the season. was going to talk about this anyway to close out the show, and now it doesn't really have to change. And now we can throw in this spin of Jason Robertson is back. So the stars rank. Is it actually true now, given what we know now, that the best goal scorer on the team is officially coming back? More on that after another quick break. 
The Locked On Podcast Network released their very first NHL power rankings of the 22-23 season. Uh, these power rankings are voted on every week by other Locked On NHL hosts. So that includes myself, as well as the other fine people that host Locked On Podcast Network NHL shows. Uh, so we all kind of get our say on what teams are to be seeded where. And yesterday, uh, we released the first ones of the season. I guess these are really just preseason power rankings because no regular season games have been played yet. But if you look at it, things look pretty normal for the most part, I'd say. Colorado at the top. I think Tampa at number two makes a lot of sense. Really don't have too much of an issue with the top 10. I think that that's pretty accurate. I think the Panthers might be a little bit too low. Uh, but I still think that they belong in the top 10. But then you look at number 17, and that's where the Dallas Stars get placed. And before I was going to record this episode, I was actually kind of writing this segment up uh, in one of the intermission periods of last night's preseason game, thinking, okay, 17 seems like a really fair placement if you factor in a lot of different things. A new coach, you have the departure of one of your best defensemen in recent memory. You have, you know, Jason Robertson missing from the roster, but now you can eliminate that. You have your 41 goal scorer coming back to the team for this season. So that's something that you can maybe factor out, which of course, whenever we were voting on this earlier in the week, myself and no one else voting had any idea that Jason Robertson would officially be coming back. So maybe if that knowledge is known, maybe the stars get ranked a little bit higher. But you still also have to factor a new coach, a new system, and a few other new faces added to the team as well. Mason Marchment, Nils Lundqvist, Colin Miller, so on and so forth. I mean, there's just a lot to consider. Now, I do have a few disagreements with the listing. Uh, there are a few teams that are placed above the Stars that I think are a little too high. I think the Dallas Stars should be placed above some of the teams that are above them, especially in this middle column. I think that the Senators at uh, 15, I think the Senators are going to be good. I think that's a little too high for the preseason. I uh, would really actually like to see that team in action in the regular season before we go calling them a top 15 team in the league after finishing near the bottom last season. Again, they went out and mixed some great moves. I think Debrinkit, Giroux, mixed with guys like Kachuk and Stutzla that have been there. I think they're going to be a good team, and I think they're going to make some noise in that Atlantic division. But I got to see it first before I believe it. Good team. 15 is a little too high for me. I think the Bruins also fall into that category. A lot of injuries on that team right now. A lot of unknown. Former Dallas Stars head coach uh, Jim Montgomery up there leading that team. I think that there is definitely potential with them, but 13 feels very generous giving how, given how last season ended for them. A first-round exit similar to Dallas, but also just a lot of uncertainty surrounding this team going into the year. Uh, and then the Predators as well. You guys know my thoughts on the Nashville Predators this preseason. 12 feels extremely generous for this team going into this year. Their show also does have two hosts. So that's one extra person above me, probably placing them a little bit higher on the preseason uh, power rankings poll than they probably should be. Uh, again, no disrespect to the host of that show, but 12 for the Nashville Predators feels incredibly generous. And you can maybe make arguments for the Capitals being a little bit too high. I think the Kings at 16 might actually be a little bit too low. I think the Kings are going to be a sneaky good team this season out in that Pacific division. But the Stars at 17 overall, I think, is a fairly accurate spot. I don't think that this is like groundbreaking for them to be there. There's a lot of people that, even with Robertson back, don't expect them to make the playoffs. And I think they were in a similar position last year. I don't think many people expected them to make the postseason. And if they did, 
they were probably going to be a wildcard team, which they did end up being one. Uh, but they just defied expectations all year and defied expectations even once they made the playoffs. People expected them to get swept or lose in five to the Flames. And so I think this is a fair placement. I think this is a placement that they can definitely work with. And, you know, obviously, I don't think too many guys on the team are actually going to see these specific power rankings. But I think the Stars fall pretty closely on this list as they do on other ones. I think on the NHL's uh, Power 16 or whatever they call it, their power rankings, I think they they came in at 16th. So the Stars probably falling in this middle of the pack category to start the season, and I think that's absolutely fair, and I think that the, really the only way they can go is up, especially now that the roster is fully complete and all the puzzle pieces are back together for this season. Let me know in the comments down below what you think of the first power rankings of the season, the preseason power ranking as voted by the Locked On Podcast Network NHL host. I overall think it's a good spot, and hopefully the Stars are able to prove some people wrong this season and work their way up the ranking list and find themselves among some of the better teams in the Western Conference and Central Division, especially now that Jason Robertson is back. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for stopping by and tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day in order to celebrate Jason Robertson being back if you want to make my day even better, hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. Find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as at Dane double underscore Lewis. That is my personal Twitter account. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the last episode of the week. We'll be going over what roster cuts have been made and maybe do a little bit of predicting what the opening night roster will look like based on who is left after the cuts get made by Peach, Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff. I almost said Peach DeBoer. Uh, it sounds like, you know, that'd be like his character if he was in a Mario game. Peach DeBoer. Um it's too late for me to be recording. It is 12.27 a.m. on Wednesday night, and I still have some editing ahead of me. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Have a great Thursday. Uh, it's got to be hard to not have a great Thursday, knowing that Jason Robertson is back. But we'll see you back here tomorrow, Stars fans. 